Sloss and Humphreys on the road. Muggins and cream, cream and muggins, straight thugging, living the dream. That, that's our intro. Fucking muggles. Tickling the clit inside your head to make you laugh. <laughs> they said it can't be done. Are we in the same seats? That's hack. Oh, muggles. Accidental rib job in the park. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Or magic being cynical. Just muggled it up on fucking Mugglepedia. Where have you been since 9 11? You know what they say, Elliot? That muggins makes the cream go round. Damn straight. <laughs> muggins is the root of all cream. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> I, I need to change the idioms actually if I've got you on because you, you're, you're not cream. I should call. I haven't right, got. He, I he, haven't got a name on this podcast. He, he has your options, right? You can be. You can be called sugar. Because muggins with no cream on sugar. <laughs> right, or don't don't bring this shit back up. Oh, you can be milk. It'll be milk. No, because you're low fat, you're low fat, low fat cream. <laughs> uh, I like that. <laughs> well, that's because I mean, like you're, you're cream light. Could I? You're like I, the, you're like the, the weak replacement. <laughs> you, every week you invite me to do this podcast, and I come on, oh. and, and I'll tell you, I, well, every for the last three weeks, and I'll tell you what happens when I walk in the door. I, I don't walk in and we start this podcast. I walk in and you go, oh, by the way, I've just got to do these chores. Do you want to help me out with it? I'm starting to realise. I just took an after delivery. You didn't. You don't even want me on the podcast. You just get me round to help out with household stuff. Like I come up and there's a mop, there's a little skimpy maid outfit for me, and all of a sudden I'm around there going, oh boy, I can't wait to do my dad jokes, and I'm just there cleaning away. Oh, it's so nice of Kai to invite me in here. Oh, let me just dust behind the TV a little bit. <laughs> oh, I never wanted it. I forgot to thank you for that, by the way. Thanks for thanks for helping us with me, chores. Unbelievable. Um, so, uh, but sorry, mate. I shouldn't have took the piss out of you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna big you up. I know I took the piss out of you last last week, last time we did the podcast because you haven't been late. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, Elliot has has been late since the last time we did a podcast. No, I haven't. <laughs> I know. I just wanted you to see. It. <laughs> 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 and I loved, I loved how the uh, the listeners um, put it into perspective of how much time has passed since the last time oh, we got late. Oh, they were so creative. Uh, it? What it was it? Was... Someone said like you could have watched the Sound of Music. Like oh, no, no. Someone said I could have watched every series of the Wire or episodes fifty six times, like fifty six times. Back or something. and back. Oh. And, uh, what was the one about gerbils? A gerbil could have had sex, give birth, raised its young five times over at the, t- <laughs> the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I had gerbils bubble and squeak. Oh, they, they, ate, they ate they were, they ate their own young. It was weird. Like <laughs> <laughs> as a kid, as a kid, and we fucking mom and me dad and me granddad because I kept them at my granddad's house, so like he could look after them and I would visit. Are you sure it wasn't your mad granddad Pete who just ate the young of the gerbils and then blamed it on the gerbil? He's <laughs> wiping, wiping blood off his mouth, little tail waggling out of the corner of his lips. It was bubble and squeak. Yeah, <laughs> kids. Um, so I kept them in his garden shed in this glass container and all that, and he looked after them and he kept them all nice and tidy. I think it might have been because like he cleaned them out when the babies were in, you know, like so they've made hot human contact. I think the babies had made human contact. And then the it's gerbils like, are racist towards humans. I, I think they really are. They like, fucking didn't want that. <laughs> like, unless they just think humans are delicious. How did, they how just did felt like their kids have been seasoned. How, how did they like explain to you? How old were you? Um, Young. So like they, so single digits. Got, so you've got these pets, and they're there, and it's like, okay, oh, this, will, babies. this will teach life. Kai and Gav a little bit of responsibility, you know, in looking after something. And then they're just brought with this daunting task, the un- unknown what was going to happen, right. that they now have to explain about death and mm. cannibalism. They should teach people about the and postnatal the... depression where people kill their own kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they should. 
<laughs> All three of those things. <laughs> they should have said they wouldn't give us the birds and the bees and the fucking psychopaths. <laughs> Nature's mad, isn't it? That is the dumbest sentence I've ever said. <laughs> Nature's mad, Nature's isn't it? Mad. Nature's mad, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Uh, do you know? Do you know what it is with nature? Is I, I wonder like how long I'd last in the wilderness. Have you ever given that much thought? You wouldn't I, last very long. Like. I don't. I don't think I would because I'm such a city person. Like yeah. I'm so used to just going to the shop and just buying oh, whatever yeah. I want. If I was thrown into a fur, I reckon I'd make it two days, which is decent. I uh, no without Wi-Fi, you don't get data. I don't get no. I mean with that, I mean I'm just thrown there. I've still got my clothes. Uh-huh. I've still got a few clothes. And I'm just walking around the forest. Don't don't get me wrong. I don't think I'm going to be killing any animals and catching it and eating it. But I reckon I'd be able to... I reckon I'd, I'd climb a tree and, like, scout some water. I think I'll get that far. And you'd, that's it. You'd scout some water? Probably. Tell us how you'd scout your water. I'd climb up a tree and I'd look for where it looks wet. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, I'd just climb up a That's tree. what you would do. You're going to climb up a tree and look around for moisture. Yeah. You wouldn't, like, maybe... I don't know, head downhill. Why would I head down the hill? Because that's where the water would go. But what if the hill's really big? Going up a tree's not going <laughs> to make it smaller. No, but then I'd walk... But I'd say I walk up a tree, <laughs> and the tree's up on a hill, and then I've got, like, a whole view Vista. around the place, and I'm like, cool, well, I know what part of the hill to go down now. So I'll go down that part of the hill, and I'll find myself some I'm water. I'm not enjoying this hypothetical at all. Because, like, what if the trees are just, like, in a forest? You've got to get up the tree and just see a bunch more trees and, like, you're on the same oh, yeah, level as the... Cause you're, you know what? When was the last time you claimed a tree? Oh, this morning. Right, this morning when you claimed that tree, right? <laughs> climbed a tree. I was wondering why my you favorite, My favourite my favorite activity. <laughs> yeah, because you, do you remember squirrel... you sent me up that tree because I had to clean it? <laughs> did, a, did a squirrel run off with a fidget spinner? <laughs> so... So if you claim a tree, you never claim to the top of the tree, you know that, right? You claim up a tree and you're on the thickness of the branches and you can like claim out on the branches a bit until they start to bow, right? But above you is another like several feet of branches and leaves. Yet you, you don't claim to the top of the you never get to the top of the tree and stand on it and just with your hands on your hips glance around the vista. You get up you, you claim in the tree. Like you claim up it and into it. Well, you're, you're in the, you're in the on, core. Yeah, you're not going to get on top of it with that attitude, are you? So you're I'm not going to look around and just go, oh, I was hoping I'd see a water source, but I've just got a, a bunch of leaves. Oh, <laughs> bruv, look, I'm not branches. Bear Grylls and I've never pretended you're to be. You're not very okay. Grylls? I'm not Bear Grylls. You're not very Grylls? Oh, very. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> right. Was, bear, we've that discussed that. Was, that was good. We've discussed that bear doesn't need to be another word. Um, Who's the other one? Ray Mears. Yeah. Yeah, he's the other, he's the other guy. SCS guy, was he? Is that Andy McNabb? I don't know. We're just saying names we've heard of. We've never, we've never read any of that work. We're just aware of them. Um, so uh, I, I wanted to uh, play this game once. When I was younger, and I worked at the sports and I used to do loads of like mint activities, like uh, we done like Ironman competitions, and we'd do a coast to coast in forty-eight hours, where you start at Whitehaven, end up in Tynemouth. We're always organising like fucking cool shit, and we're always toyed with the idea of organising this, but we never did. Is where like we'll get a bunch of competitors, like say like six or seven people that work at the sports centre, get dropped off at different points, in similar location, but different points in the van at midnight, and you've got uh, you've got a, you've got a phone on you that you can only turn on at midnight the next night, right? And you've got some minimum provisions, and you've got to get as far away from the centre point as you possibly can so that when they when they ring you at midnight the next night you're the furthest away that would be a belter competition wouldn't it no that sounds horrible but just play Fortnite 
<laughs> you can do that on you've got you've got PS4 for these things now. It doesn't need to be like that. There's a love Fortnite right now. Tell tell the listeners about Fortnite, but pitch it. Okay. Get, get some get a sponsorship deal. So basically, shout out to Fortnite. It's if you've ever seen the film Battle Royale, it's essentially oh now I've got to explain Battle Royale. Hunger it's, Games. Yeah, it's kind of Hunger Games in a every a hundred players are dropped into this thing and it's all online. By this thing, he means an island. Uh, yeah, one of those, and um. You all, you. It, it doesn't matter how many kills you get or anything. It's about being the last person alive. Yep. So by no, any kills, right? Hundred people dropped into an island. So you fly over an island. You choose when you jump out. You pick. It's a massive map. As it's well. a big map. So there's a hundred online players, and um, they are there with no weapons. But then you can collect weapons. You once can you find land. weapons. So Go it, to a it's, house. It's, it's very much a meritocracy in that everyone's dropped in to. Uh, everyone starts out with the same stuff, sorry. Yeah. And you're all dropped into one place and you can find chests and it, you're never going to find the same weapon in the same chest every time. It's yeah. completely random. And the map keeps shrinking because a storm comes. So it forces everyone to have to go yeah. into each so other. So you're, you're playing and then it'll go one minute until the storm, the storm comes in. And then in that minute, you've got to get within the circle. So if there's 100 people and all of them are surviving at this point, they start getting pressed in together until the population density is quite high and they've all collected weapons at this point, start killing each other. And it's last man standing. Yeah, and right. me, Matty, and Sloss won a game. I say me, Matty, and Sloss. Me and Matty won a game. Oh, shots fired. And I swear to God, I screamed the house down at like 11, <laughs> 11 at night. <laughs> like just proper celebrating. Like, you, you know, it was a celebration. Like your team had just equalised in like the 75th minute. So you're yeah. like, oh, we can still go on. It was that level of, yeah, just screaming the place yeah, down. The joy. Because some people don't into computer games. No. It's strange, isn't it? I was, I was giving my mum, my mum had a turn on, uh, you might have seen on my Instagram yeah. story, I gave my mum a turn of Call of Duty. And um, it was just alien to her. Like She couldn't understand the, the movement of it and everything. That, I'm like, how did this not appeal to you? That might not be it for uh, her, but I remember my dad got into the Impossible Game when I had an Xbox 360. I bought a game called The Impossible Game, which is where you're a square and you have to keep bouncing over objects. And my dad got addicted to it. And yeah. he doesn't play video games. And he was there calling... He was like, you little triangle cunt. And like, yeah. <laughs> so maybe, maybe with my mum, I, I didn't give her a, get, a gateway drug. I give her like a really fucking technical game. There's, there's a lot going on, right? You've got like, your, with anything like Fortnite or Call of Duty, you've got your two two sticks, you've got your D-pad, uh, you've got your buttons, your four buttons, you've got your triggers, four triggers, and you've got like an options button for the map, you've got the thing touchpad in the middle. Uh, that, that's a lot of shit going on. That's like, uh, I lost count, but it's like 16 plus things, and you've got to coordinate them with six digits on your hand. It's it's a lot happening. Now, if I just give my mom like, say, Spyro the Dragon or Crash Bandicoot, where it's like jump and smash, yeah, use this thing, then she could ease in and then start like moving up games where the controls are a little bit more complex. It's weird how there's a generation of people now that is the technology thing where we've started with like I've always been playing video games since I can remember. So I just instinctively if you hand me the controller, I'd probably struggle on PC for a bit, but I'd be able to learn it with enough, you know, if you gave me a few days I'd be able to learn it, I'd instinctively yeah. pick it up. Cuz you've got a you've got a foundation in gaming. Yeah, so the uh that sounds like I did like a really bad course. Yeah, yeah. GMBQ. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get you didn't get very good GCSE, so you put it put on like a B tech. Yeah, and uh, so I'll be. But there's and it's the same now with the generation, whatever ones below me. I don't know. With I, I don't know with iPads and stuff like that. They now using that in school, which is what people get weird about it. But I think that's brilliant because. 
that they're getting the introduction to technology at yeah. that age. Technology is only going to advance. So it's good now that if you were born at that point where the technology was just a TV remote, there was just if you knew how to use the TV remote in your household, you were seen like Bill Gates. Yeah, but. If you're set the video, yeah, set the video for your granddad. Set the video to record. You you won't know about this, right? But uh, set the video to record was like uh, it's very specific. Like you, there was a code that come with the Radio Times with the listings that you could type in, right? That's advanced, or you could put on starts at midnight, ends at fucking eleven forty-five. You always make it start two minutes beforehand and after, and, uh, all that shit, right? And you set the video now would be so basic, but at the time, like blew, blew the minds of the elder generation. Right, that makes sense because I remember one time my dad showed me the Steven Spielberg film Jewel that he had recorded. This was on VCR mm. back in 1980, right? Yeah. Like 1984 or something. It was on Channel 4 one night. And uh, just after the film had obviously been on, it was then uh, it was then like the news from that time. So yeah. it was just it was just so I was just there watching the news and my dad was like, Oh, the news from nineteen eighty four and like I was watching it and it's like Britain has in- gone back and invaded the Falkland Island. <laughs> yeah, until main blowing. I would be better going back and watching old episodes of the news. <laughs> You've got YouTube now. I might I might catch up, I might start from episode one. <laughs> I'll read the book. Uh, oh, don't you dare but- <laughs> what would be the book equivalent of news? Just like a scroll, wouldn't it? Scroll? <laughs> what are you talking about? History books in number Oh, yeah. Because as soon a- as it's not news, it's history. So it's just history books. <laughs> what constitutes as news? Um, at the minute, it fucks me off, actually. Because, like, there's probably so much shit going on, and then I turn on, and it's on a book, like, uh, the movement in schools, and there's, like, fucking some Olympian in a school, like, talking them through this movement class, like, fucking do your special move and put the knees up. And I'm watching this, like, where there's this new, like, fucking uh, initiative in a school to get kids active and get them moving. And I'm like, listen, I don't want to absorb this. I'm not going to spend that much time in my day absorbing the news. Right? I want to spend, like, fucking 20 minutes or less. Right? Just give me the fucking key things that are happening in the world. The big thing, I don't know, BBC thinks I need to know about movement in schools. Yeah. But that, that seems to constitute the news. It's, I, I know you're saying, I think I get most of my news now, I know it sounds bad, it's from social media. Mm. I do get so much of it. I, I can tell you about a story and know nothing about the story, but still know what the story's about. If you mm. get so this is the thing right it used to be like knowledge is power right you, you, you get you get knowledge you're informed and that, that was that was it it's like you need to get knowledge that's classified information and shit like that. but now there's so much knowledge going around and some of it's bullshit especially you know when it comes to dietary stuff and what's good for you and your health and everything there's so much information that contradicts itself out there that there's actually too much knowledge you don't know what you have to, the key now is to filter the knowledge yeah. and, and find good sources and find good information I find never because to I, Google with a fitness I, thing and I used to do this all the time was like Google what gym exercise I need to do to get abs and you'll get a video where someone will be there going what you need to do is pump these weights to do this that, that and like what they really should be saying is oh I'll just take loads of steroids and then upload a video to a YouTube channel <laughs> yeah, right? this is what I did and, yeah. and, but um, what was I saying if you if you Google something like that, like dietary requirements or anything, I find you're going to get too much information on the broad. You're going to get one article telling you this, one article doing that. 
and then it just becomes you go oh I'm never going to do any of these things because there's too much contradiction information yeah and it, it, it is a fact like you'll, you'll read one thing like Tim Ferriss and his four hour body will tell you to take some egg yolks out yet other people will say that there's essential fats in egg yolk and, and, and yeah, you, you start looking into stuff like that but the way I've found to do it is, is go with results I, there's, a, there's a dude who uh, I'm friends with called Adrian who does bodybuilding just as like a random like he just randomly just went one day I'm going to put my mind to bodybuilding and he fucking achieved that and won medals and shit like and he you see you see the the, the picture of pictures of him he's in ridiculous shape and i'm like i would take advice off of that dude ahead of any of these books and scholars and like authors because he has he, he's figured it out he's 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 tested it on his own body and he's found out what works and then i, I chatted to him and got information off him and he they equipped me with stuff that worked so yeah. when, when i got into shape like properly in the summer last year it was off someone that had results that is the best way to do it is to find one of your friends who's getting results or, yeah. or someone doing that and just go to them hey what's working with you because then if something i always find i always will get something wrong like mm. I'm that I'm that person, and when I get something wrong, I usually just give up because I go, oh, I'm never going to understand it, and it works. People just have to really dumb it down for me. That's yeah. what I always find with things. Like I have to have it explained on the most basic of levels, and then when someone explains it to me on the most basic of levels, I go, oh, I can, oh, right, I just need to actually yeah. properly do this instead of that. And then I'll get a bit more. I, I love like when you when you get little bits of armchair science of people that don't really know, but they've heard something and they pass it on. And this is one. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry to be dad for throwing him under the bus with this one. But one time, oh, like, that's that's not like this podcast. A few years ago, <laughs> a few years ago, my dad told us that it's all right to have a kebab if you have a fizzy drink after because it breaks it down. What? <laughs> if like the fucking fizzy pops kind of break down the grease from the kebab, and uh, it was like, I mean, I'm sure my dad has changed his opinion on that now. But at the time, he just passed it on as like, such a smart bit of like, oh well, that's fine. You know, I just think, uh, I, I, I don't think you're a scientist. Yeah. It the, probably, probably helps break it down in your mouth. You do, and we <laughs> do go on about it a lot of times. My favourite with martial arts and things is when someone says, oh, what you want to do is land a punch on the such and such an area and and that will, and no one can survive that. That's an instant knockout. And you're like... Pressure points. You, you pressure points. Oh, the dim mock technique that makes yeah. the heart explode. And it is... Some of them YouTube videos are fucking hilarious uh, though the, when it's like... If people, even if you're not into martial arts or anything, look up just videos of people practicing like there's like a great channel called Bullshido and stuff and it is people practicing that uh, like Kamehameha and stuff like that and there's a great one where they've convinced this woman she can do it so this bloke just runs at her and she Kamehameha does this like fake yeah, and the bloke just wipes her out, but then knows he's wiped her out, so he pretends to be injured from the coming of me. Oh, really? Um, and it's all theatre, isn't it? Oh, it's like it's fucking so rapture, good. like rapture videos and shit. Uh, but speaking of UFC, you've just um, done the not the voice of, but you wrote lines for the so, computer game. So to promote uh, the UFC, UFC three. three game that's coming EA Sports out. looking for sponsorship on the podcast. If damn, damn straight, and we're sponsoring a lot of things: Fortnite, Bose headphones. We're, Bo- we're, we're, right. we're aiming high. Pauses for both headphones. Uh, I was listening to uh, Intelligence Squared podcast. I don't know. It's good, actually. It's, I mean, I listened to one episode because the, uh, the author of the book I've just read, uh, Yuval uh, Noah Harari, was on a guest on the podcast. So I'm listening to him, and then it cuts to do an advert, and they were saying, uh, and then a package arrived, and it was from Bose, and it was some Bose headphones, and so uh, they said they'd like to sponsor us. So Bose headphones are fucking sponsoring podcasts willy nilly on a whim. And here's me just fucking plugging away for free. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Sort your shit out, Bose. Could I, do you think we could get everyone to just tweet Bose and just say, come on, guys? Do you think, do you think we'll, what do you think we're going to get out of it? Because we've already got the headphones. 
I actually I just could do with a new couple of pads for me, yes, because they're getting a little bit beaten, a bit worn. Now I've had so, so if both are listening, just... They said, I didn't want a full head, set of headphones, just a couple of extra parts. <laughs> <laughs> just, just give them a service. Just, do you know what? Just uh, just send us a gift card for like WH Smith or something, just something to uh, let us uh, know you're listening. Nando's black card, I think. <laughs> so, so anyway, enough about both. So yeah, I was... Uh, I got asked to go in to the BT Sport office to write trash talk for people. They basically what the setup of the day was was people were going into the octagon to play the new FC, the, the, the new the, FC, the, the, sure, yeah, the new UFC game. Um, and beforehand, they'd be doing trash talks against each other. So I was there to kind of write trash talks for them with a couple of British painters, right? So anyone in the know was Darren Till and Darren Jimmy Manuel, Jimmy Manuel. Yeah. And what happened on the day was. I didn't. They didn't really tell me, but I had to just keep writing lines about Jimmy Manuel, Manuel because people kept dropping out. So he was just there, just kept standing in for people, and he was wicked. Like he's yeah, really, he? he's really like perfect, really good, good like, talk, good guy. delivery. Yeah, so's Darren Till. Yeah, um, it's South Darren Till, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So his trash talk would have been great. So he's, like, he's uh, pre- che- cheeky accent, anyway. Isn't he's it? so he was like really funny with it, um, but on one of the things. Sport Bible come in and just go to me, hey, we're just going to record you sat there with uh, Akin Fenoir, Antonio from West Ham and Eric Lamella, the right mid from Tottenham. So they had footballers in on So the they team. had footballers in. Now, I had previously... So were they like playing against each other while they were trash talking? Uh, so I just had to teach the them how to trash talk. So there's a room with an octagon uh, where you go in there and you play the UFC game. Then there's a separate media room for the trash talking that was set up like a UFC conference room. Then there was my room, which was a really long table and really br- brightly lit and I was just sat there welcoming people in and if people would come into my room first and be like oh what the hell is going on here yeah. and I'll just have to tell them like give them some roast jokes and whatnot. so Eric Lamella and Akin Fenwa and Antonio are there now if you don't know Akin Fenwa he's one of the most charismatic footballers like he's just big boisterous big and personality fun. he doesn't need me there Antonio doesn't need me there but what they don't tell me about Eric Lamella is he doesn't speak very good English so I'm sat there and those two are bantering back. And and neither do you. Oh, the dream team. <laughs> so I'm sat there with these jokes that were originally for Wilfred Zaha and Yannick Balassi. So I sort of revamp them a little bit, hand them to Lamella, and I'm like, yeah, just sort of say that one. And he goes, no, no, this is too long for me. Oh, so he didn't have enough so grasp of the English so language. So he was a bad booking, essentially. They wanted his face and his name on it, but he wasn't capable yeah, of Yeah, and the, he was a nice enough guy. Hands. Yeah. But I'm just sort of sat there going, oh, no, mate. So there's going to be a video out of me just sort of sat there as these lot of bantering back and forth. But Eric Lamella's just saying things in Spanish. Is he? <laughs> no, are they going to just subtitle them? I have no idea. Are they going to adapt and work around it? Just, are you going to be in the video? I, I, I don't, I don't so know. So you were there like uh, writing lanes it and was, feeding them and giving them... It was them- such a hectic day. It was really, really, really hectic. And it got to the point where... People were coming in and going, some of the people, oh my God, man, I, and I can say this now that I'm, it's going out, whatever. I have met the new, there was, a, there was two lads who really got it from this football team. There's, so these football teams were coming, but they're not really football teams, brother. And I'll say this to, straight up. If you, you are not a footballer, if you just record your football matches and put them on YouTube. And there's people out there who do this as a Every career. industry. Uh, Every industry, man. You'll have people saying that they're models and they're just no creepy dude with a garage and a camera. You know? 
You can, people say like people have they their get, name on Facebook they with comedians. Hundred thousands view, of views, and all they're doing is playing. They're like, we'll be playing football. Me, well, Lloyd Griffith, the great Lloyd Griffith, organised yeah, a football s- match. Soccer, soccer, yeah, so- and stage fame. Yeah, he's he's a great guy and. Uh, he organised a football match against one of these football teams and we lost like 25-1. They're decent. Yeah. But so are people down the park. Yeah. You can't just start recording yourself and be like, yeah, I'm a top baller. No, that's not how it works. Yeah. Not when I've got Eric Lamella, Antonio and Akin Fenwar sent to me, uh, sent in to do these. They're footballers. Not you because you've just gone, ah, oh, took a picture of me uh, scoring a free kick one time against some lads who didn't really know how to play football. Yeah. Fucking... They've just got a five-a-side team with a cookie name. Oh, man. I did not know that that was... You see when people moan about millennial career paths? Uh, that is what... That is when I go, oh, okay, my, my granddad's generation fought in a war. Mm. And now there's people out there who are just like, oh, we're just going to film ourselves playing football and uh, now I'm a top ball. That's what your granddad went to war for, Elliot. Well, so now we could, I, so that I, we could I, make video logs and fucking podcasts. I wish we lost. <laughs> I wish this podcast was in German. <laughs> oh, God, imagine me trying to do this in German <laughs> with this accent. Und sprechen die Deutsch. Den fucking Cockney Raymond slang in German. I'm not Cockney. You are fucking Cockney. No, we've had this argument. Am I Geordie? Do you think I'm Geordie? Because I'm technically not. I'm technically Northumbrian. I should roll my R's and work me Durger and the Pernd because uh, I'm a pit, pit yakker, Northumbrian, but still, like, people here are Geordie, right? Yeah, you saw it, yeah. yeah. Like, my nearest fucking top-flight football team is in Newcastle. The nearest shops are in Newcastle. Like, I mean, there is shops in Blythe as well, but... <laughs> I, mean, I mean, come on. You're not, you're not, you're not going to do your Christmas shopping there, are you? <laughs> you're not going to do your weekly shop there. You're not going to do your clothes shop, otherwise you go on a night out and every cunt's wearing the same gear. That's what it was like, you know, actually. We had two shops in Blythe. We had Pal Joey and Topshop. And, uh, the one, you I mean, had a Topshop? No, sorry, Burton's. So uh, there's there's Bert, Burton's and Paljoy. I'm not sure what the range is now because I haven't spent much time there. But this is like uh, when I was on my first going out drinking, like 16, 17 and shit. And you would go out, and there would always be four or five people wearing the exact same clubber. That was that was sort of similar to my area, but that's because there was a style. Yeah, you know, that was the just wear a tracksuit and a body warmer. Is that how it was? That's how it was. Night out. Yeah. Uh, well, night out was more just going to the pub. Yeah. You wouldn't. You wouldn't get into the wonderful tiger tiger. So yeah, what what I'm saying is to to you, I'm I'm a Geordie, right? Right. Even though I'm technically not, right? But to me, you're a Cockney. To say you zoom out a little bit, like. Oh, I'll I'm okay with being called a Cockney. It's fine. It's just when someone will eventually go, why do you go on stage and pretend to be Cockney? And I go, I'm not Cockney. And in a review one time, I got called the Cockney kid from Croydon. And that doesn't make any that sense. That doesn't make any yeah. sense whatsoever. Because yeah. um, that, that's funny. Like, when, I'm, when I'm in Newcastle, um, I feel like when I'm on stage, I can't say I'm from Newcastle because I think they'd tell. Really? Yeah, I would like, but if I'm in London, I'll, I'll just say I'm from Newcastle because it's like they've but heard of it. They'll know Blythe as a point of reference. I mean, uh, like I st- often I mention Blythe. Like sometimes I do, but like only if I'm going to do stuff about my hometown. And, and a lot of people have heard of it because of non-league football. Yeah, uh, Blythe but Spartans. Not, but not much else. Uh, still more of a football team than those YouTuber guys by yeah. a huge distance <laughs> by some by like to Saturn level of distance yeah. Saturn's a far planet isn't it Saturn yeah <laughs> I think all planets are far like so. no but <laughs> if I was like to the moon moon's not a planet it's a moon see smartness <laughs> oh man I don't even need to interject here like you're digging your own hole it's wonderful uh, you know they all have the planets 
It's easy to remember. You've just got to remember mm, them sump. All right, I'm gonna go Mercury. Closest. If it's so from the sun. Yeah. If we do actually circle the sun. Yeah. Because science has lied to us before. By the way, I was joking there. I know I'm not smart enough to get away with them kind of jokes. Yeah. Uh, you got Mercury. Um. Here we go. Now done. <laughs> <laughs> Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars. Is that right? Probably. You're, oh, you're Saturn, asking the wrong person. Saturn. Uranus. Jupiter, no, no Uranus Nep- is Neptune. near the end. Uranus oh, is near the end. Oh, I forgot a J. Um, are I we? A J. Why? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Like, people are getting furious now. Do you know that? Oh, There's good. people listening. Good. Getting... Now you know how I feel when I have to sit there and watch your tweets come in about how much length of time it's been since someone had a bowl of Cheerios and I got laid or something. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's get off planets. But on that, you know, when you go like, you know, when you said there, I'm, I'm, I'm so stupid that I can't get away with not explaining that that was a joke. Yeah. Um, I put a, a, a Instagram story up of uh, me biting the engagement ring off Natalie's finger and pretending to swallow it, right? And Daddy DM'd us saying, kill yourself. <laughs> did he think you actually did it? No, no, you just thought I was being like fucking, um, like, soppy, weird, marriage, marriage. Like, he, he just thought I was being a gimp. I think it was kind of as a muggle, right? He just kill yourself. He just hate, he hated the tweet. I sucked my fucking fiance's finger on a tweet, right? Yeah, I thought, it was, a, I thought it was a bit weird. Yeah, but I was munted. I was off my fucking melon, oh, right? Oh, that makes it better. I was off my fucking pie. I was back in Newcastle with the boys. So, um, no, you were, you were in Blythe. That's true. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> um, so I fucking uh, bit the engagement ring of Natalie and pretended to swallow it and then I actually dropped it on the floor and finally got out back. Oh, God. <laughs> you dropped it on the floor and came back. <laughs> Romance 101 with Kai Humphreys, ladies and gentlemen. I sucked my fiance's engagement ring off her finger and then spat it on the floor, but I had the common decency. And I, I bent down and picked it up myself and gave it to her. Oh, I had to go and rub it around actually because they came and fell down the back of one of them four back seats. And then someone kicked it. And then I, and someone pretended it was theirs. I was standoff with a fucking big bloke. Um, so, <laughs> I, so I posted that. Danny fucking hated it. Rightly so. It was fucking kind of lame and weird. And creepy anyway you just say kill yourself and I just went oh my god I wanted to kill myself when I had to rummage through me shit for it this morning oh. and then Danny responded saying no question mark <laughs> and I was like well, well no but it's not beyond you Kai <laughs> but like like part of us was just like fucking mug or like it fell for that like part of me wanted to like slag him for like oh yeah and then I was just like oh my god this says a lot that you thought that that could happen and he was like well, if that happened to anyone, <laughs> it would happen to you. <laughs> and it's the kind of thing that, well, what the thing is with you, is you do these disgusting things and then you immediately text the group about what you've just done because you go, oh, if I just snitch on myself, it means no one else can ever snitch on me. So it's technically me owning it. Uh. But anyway, I, I, I didn't, I didn't swallow an engagement ring and shit out. But it's fucking. But but I want to be. You want to be shit yourself while having friends. a wank. I like it's so it's not beyond you. I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was such a defeated I. <laughs> it is defeated because like, you know what? Like, this was fun having this type of fucking like life when I was shitting in, yourself when, when you were wanking. You know when I was your age? You know you just been a feckless youth, fucking thirty-four-year-old man. <laughs> yeah, but I'm telling you what, I, 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 I couldn't tell you the last time I shit myself. You couldn't tell us the last time you got laid, you fucking mug. <laughs> <laughs> Right, Muggle Corner. We are going to put some people in Muggle Corner. Um, I, I just want to do a, a, a shout out to uh, Eric and Daniel. Wonderful podcast uh, last week. Sounded However, like the Daniel was recording that podcast down a phone in a prison, oh, like a man. rapper. 
Yeah, I did saying through the glass, Eric with his fucking hand pressed against the screen, <laughs> talking into the phone. Uh, yeah, it, it it did sound like he fucking. It, it sounded like Danny was because Eric Eric sounded was fine, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fine. It sounded like Eric was shouting at Danny down a wishing well, <laughs> wishing he'd fucking speaking to the mic. <laughs> um, so yeah, good podcast. But uh, I got so frustrated. You're talking about people shouting at the um, shouting at the podcast when we couldn't get the planets in the correct order, dweebs. Um, when when Eric wouldn't let that thing in Muggle Corner, the 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 thing that Daniel suggested to put in Muggle Corner was somebody had put a, a, a poster saying "Take what you need," and then there was tear off strips saying "A hug from oh, company." Yeah, that, that all is, that shit. That right? is so Muggle. And uh, I don't know, like fair play to Elliot if he was baiting Daniel because uh, Elliot, I wasn't. If I wasn't Elliot, Eric, sorry, yeah. Eric, <laughs> blaming me for everything. So say uh, apologies. Like, no, no. Fair play to Eric if he was just beating Daniel because it is fun winning Daniel up. Like, uh, it's my favourite thing in the world. It, which brings me back to what you wanted to call me at the beginning of this podcast. I want to put my name forward, and I hope you agree on the basis that it will really piss off Daniel. Elliot, bad boy, Muay Thai fighter. Still, it's got a ring to it. It's, it's great, isn't it? <laughs> nice, so whenever, that. whenever we're on the podcast, uh, I the same way. Muggins and Elliot, bad boy, uh, Muay, Muay, Muay Thai, Thai fighter. Fighters, still, yeah, just yeah? Muggle and bad boy Muay Thai yeah. fighter, and the, the fans will be like, "Oh yeah, bad boy Muay Thai fighter." Wonderful. I think I'm going to stick to milk. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah. I mean, I mean, it's similar. Muggins and milk. Muggins and bad Muggins and Elliot, bad boy. Oh, fuck it. Uh, so uh, Eric, like maybe he was just. Teasing Danny, but like he should have then just went ah, put it in Muggle Corner. Yeah. This is a serious thing, right? It's very it's serious. very serious. This is why I didn't. Because this, this is the thing you mentioned it before. He was like, I've I've wrote a Muggle Corner, which is actually a Muggle Corner, not like do Muggles buy jeans. Yeah, that's what you said to me. Yeah, like, and I was like, that's totally right. Like, what name fucking Danny and Gareth put in running? Like, oh, I don't like running. Ergo, running is muggly. Like, like I didn't let you get in. <laughs> I didn't let you last week get in um, for making the wrong coffee for, for someone. making the wrong coffee for someone, and then it being their fault. No, which today. I had to stand over and watch Kai as he made my coffee and then my cup of tea and you nailed it and thank you very much. And you Kai. deserved it. You've done a lot of chores. <laughs> 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 At least I could do. Uh, so it, it didn't it didn't go in, in Muggle Corner uh, to take the tear off strips because whatever context whether you're doing it is like uh, oh look how muggly we're being people are going to think we're muggles this, uh, that, like we're saying even, even second wave of muggly is muggly right? Like, so, um, so yeah that, that, that was annoying. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I know, I know what you mean. It's annoying that that's not in Muggle. Well, that's a definition of Muggly. Yeah, that's a good example. That's a you know, perfect. You know, example. if um, there's people in the podcast that might be listening now for the first time, and I mean, we're, we do terrible at giving everything context in this. Like, we should have done a little intro at the beginning. Yeah, Hi, this is Kai Humphreys and Elliot Steele because I do a um, podcast. Kai with Humphreys and Bad Boy Elliot Muay Thai. So yeah, I should, I should do an intro and say it's like a on the road podcast where we're touring comedians and then when we're not touring together, we'll get guests on. Like yourself, I should have given it that at the beginning, they, but I didn't. They, they will have just heard me say, I wish we'd lost the war to Nazi Germany. And yeah. Which is a context. Yeah, if anyone could just uh, sound clip that. And um, there's pictures of uh, Elliot with his hair like a little bit hitler so just whack a tash oh, on him. They have a little bit of a haircut. Uh, so yeah, muggles are people who the the the, the go to one is always love laugh live. Yeah, right. Like uh, I don't I don't always cook with what is it? Uh, I sometimes cook with wine. Sometimes I even put in the food. You don't have to be crazy to work here, but it helps. Uh, like those hey, sort of muggles. Hey John, are you working hard? 
Oh, hardly working. working. Oh, window cleaner, you missed a bit. Oh, right. So these are like the muggly behaviour patterns of muggles. And even if you say it kind of ironically, you're still being a muggle, but you're no, being a self-aware. self-aware. So what, what, what we're going to do is we're going to suggest some muggly things. We're going to dis- debate whether it goes in the corner, and we're going to come up with a con- conclusion. And then if, if if you fall into that category, you're going to spend thirty seconds in the corner. I think I've got my best one ever. Helen. Muggles talk about Bitcoin. Oh, it's happening a lot. It, you, it, right. This is a conversation I had with Milo McCabe within 20 seconds of meeting him the other week. He went, I just can't see how it will possibly go wrong. That's how every economic crash has ever happened, you stupid fuck. <laughs> Everything ever, the housing crash of 08. Oh, let's all get houses when we're earning 10 grand a year. And why not take out a second mortgage and get another house and another house? You, you're, this is how these things happen. Stop, stop it. This is how everything crashes because everyone jumps on board and then the idiots get involved and they just go, oh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take out a £100,000 loan or I'm going to take out a £1,000 loan from Wonga.com and I'm just going to invest it all in Bitcoin. Uh, and then tomorrow China will go, oh, hey, by the way, we've made Bitcoin illegal <laughs> over here and then you're all fucked and yeah. another housing crash happens. And then someone comes along and will go, hey, we've got cryptocurrency and someone comes along and we've got, oh, we've got like fucking... No, seriously, get into it. It's seriously addictive and you've just got to watch the markets. This is not Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> you sit at home with your two kids fucking helping them draw in the colour of you wear, lines. You wear a cravat and pencil and a moustache, you're um, not going to be the genius. <laughs> all of you, not just Milo, that's what all of you do. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, got, got to love him. And I mean, he, he, he's I, trying to help us. Maybe if you play it right, I don't know, it, it sounds to me like this is what happens. Like, I, I, I might even be stepping briefly into Muggle Corner to discuss it, right? But people start selling it because it's at a high price. Right, and then it starts going down and going down and going down, and everyone's selling it, and then people start buying it because it's a lower price, and then this pendulum just fucking swings and it's up and down. But is anyone really benefiting? Are people just getting on and off the fucking train at different stations? I, and you know, are they are they actually gonna? Well, 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 the best way to do it would just be fucking do it once, make yourself fourteen quid, <laughs> and walk away. If you just keep doing that reinvent, eventually you're just gonna get caught out, right? Yeah, it's uh, I I have no idea, like because uh, I just switch off when people start telling me about it now because I'm like I don't want to hear about it. I'm not going to invest in bitcoin so stop telling me about it that and that's what comes annoying and then people start going oh no you don't want to invest in bitcoin what you want to invest is in ripple and then when you want to invest is in x7rd but you have to buy a crypto transfer and it's going right this already sounds like a lot uh, of admin it and sounds I like i need an enigma machine and yeah, then- i don't want to my favorite thing about my i i've got money i'm owed from invoices and the invoices have been difficult and i've just gone do you know what I'll just be poor. It's difficult. I'll just be poor. I, I can't sit there and fill that in. I can't. I, bruv, I don't even know what planet's like the nearest one to us. I think it's Mars. Do you know what I mean? I, I sh- I'm the exact person who should not be getting on the stock Earlier exchange. you thought that was the moon. <laughs> I know the moon isn't a planet. I know it's just like rock that we've given a name by us. That's <laughs> what it is, isn't it? Sure. And um, so you see, but you see those kind of statements. Imagine someone like me gets on the fucking Bitcoin market. And then I'm trying to tell people to get on it. There's people... I'm, I'm self-aware stupid. I'm aware I'm stupid. So mm-hmm. I, I try to limit my stupidity to only myself. And, and the few, podcast. And a few people I love around me. You just me. cram it all into this podcast. Yeah, I just, I just let it affect the people I love around me. You know? <laughs> let it ruin their lives. I don't need to ruin the whole stock market. Because I fucking <laughs> jump on Bitcoin and then just suddenly next day it's just, oh, it's all gone. 
and then everyone's at war with each other. It's it's so weird, isn't it? Because like even when your mates tell you they're getting into Bitcoin, you should be rooting for them. You should be like, oh my god, I, I hope, hope it turns so bad. Oh man, I hope the coin has to borrow money. <laughs> 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 Just so I can see in there. <laughs> But it's only that. Just as they ask, start unzipping your flies. <laughs> uh, I suck a dick. I got these cheeseburgers, man. You got any Bitcoin? Got any Bitcoin? <laughs> oh, man, fuck. So, yeah, like, I th- you know what? Really fucking, it, it kind of bugs me a little bit when everyone's trying to use, uh, like, cheat codes to get rich. Yeah. Like, people are trying to, like, you know, putting the lottery on, it's a fucking nice idea that you may get your millions, but you haven't earned your millions. Like, no, uh, I, 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 I might be sounding like a muggle here, or you've got to claim your way to the top. But I always think it's a nice game to try and, it, like, engineer your... It definitely is, and I, I've always thought with the lottery, I've always thought there is probably an amount, and I don't know what it is, that is perfect to win, and anything over that amount is life-ruining. Like, if you won 100 million, your life would... The things you do would get better, but I don't think who the people that would suddenly be around you, you wouldn't be able to trust. The, is this person just hanging out with me for money now? What's going... Yeah. You know, you're, that that would start dwelling on your mind. Yeah, Stanley would always be, like, two feet away from you at the bar. Oh, my God, yeah. Just imagine him there. No, still, you just won the lottery. You could afford a round of Jager bombs. Oh, God, um, no, I don't, I don't know. Like with, with, with money, I, I like I feel like I've I've been poor. Like I've been fucking pissed poor before. I've been in crippling debt, and I like it, I, I've had a slow climb into my thirties. Where like I haven't had kids, so like I haven't had the the drain of of children. I've find, I've got myself. To That's where up. most people go wrong. I found myself in um in the like this slow climb that I feel like I've got a handle on it now. I don't think like if I ended up with a million pound, I don't think that would ruin my life because. Uh, I, it, I don't know. A million pounds, but what, what I was saying there about the kids thing is, I think there's so many people who just have a kid and like have no idea that that's going to cost like so much money. Well, you know, um, to it was raise a, a human. Joe Rogan quote. I'm sure it was on a Joe Rogan podcast where he said, uh, "This was before he had his kid." He went, uh, "I feel like I'm smarter than most people that have kids, and I've got more money than most people that have kids, but I don't feel like I'm smart enough or rich enough to have a kid." <laughs> <laughs> And I just totally resonated with us. Yeah, yeah that's that's. If I found out I had ever got someone pregnant, which ain't going to be happening anytime soon, evidently after the last few months. Oh man, it'd be amazing if a girl came up to me and went, "Hey, I'm three months pregnant with your baby." I'd be like, "Ah, bullshit." <laughs> 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 um, but the even if she come up and said she was nine months pregnant, <laughs> no, then, then no, then it would then it would be trouble. But imagine like if I just had a kid, like the the, the idiot that I'd be raising at the moment and I ain't got the money to have a kid but this is that's not always the case because fucking your dad's really smart your dad's probably he was just a terrible parent (laughs) (laughs) oh beautiful (laughs) beautiful so that time is ticking so let's put let's let's put people that are fucking the bitcoin bitcoinism is the new veganism like people are like it's to show off about how much oh I've made 300 in the last week and it's but they haven't because it's still in there <sighs> and they put it back in there and it's like I, I, I don't know if any of them are going to see fucking rewards I think, I think like there's people who like all of these things from whatever, whatever basically I've seen the film The Big Short so I know everything about the economy <laughs> of course you do right and whatever I see in the economy is there is 
I, I've always, I'm dumb, but I've always thought there's no such thing as a free lunch. Like, there's n- never, never has a get rich scheme worked unless you've got out quick enough. And the thing with get rich schemes is it's always enticing you in like a Ponzi scheme. Mm. There's always that little bit extra that you can get. And because it drives on a capitalist gain, it entices people who are quite capitalist in that, like, they just want more and it comes about beating the other people. That's the other part of it. So, that I see that as like a driving factor for this Bitcoin thing is it's like oh I've made this 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 and then when it all comes crashing down if it does come crashing down otherwise people are going to look back in this podcast and be like Jesus glad I didn't listen to Kai and Elliot and we're the now- only we're the only two poor cunts on the planet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everyone else is fucking rolling at Scrooge McDuck and Bitcoin <laughs> so um, yes let's 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 put them in there right wicked and I'm gonna put in um. This is uh, this is probably something we're both going to end up in Muggle Corner for. But when you mock someone else's music taste, if you mock like so, so everybody's music taste is like tailored to them. They listen to something that, that that the vibrations work with their bones, right? Like they they listen to music that like whether the words speak to them, whether the the vibe of the music speaks to them and affects their mood and all as the mood in a good way. Whether it's tied into that childhood, so a certain song connected to a certain time in the past with your granddad or your family and or, or, or a place you used to go and hold it to, or they used to play in the car on a road trip. It, like the music that you listen to is completely t- tailored to you. Nobody else can mock it. Yeah. yeah, I'll do it. I'll, I'll like defend my music taste to people who mock rap music, and I'll listen to it when I was a kid because I was a fucking teenage angst. Yeah, right? and I still listen to it now because it reminds me of that time when I was discovering myself and growing as a person. I'm totally in Muggle Corner for this, but I will point out, and I'll do it when I'm of that age. This is a thing that people from older generations seem to do more than younger generations. Because it comes like, hey, you, you, you see that new thing that you lot are enjoying and that I don't understand? Yeah. That's bullshit. Listen to this thing from back when I was your age and feeling yeah. them feelings. And, and, and when you were listening to the Beatles back then, your fucking your granddad was telling you it was boy band. <laughs> you yeah. know, listen to boy bands. So, uh, like, it, it's it, everybody's music taste is still out of them. So the minute you start like projecting your taste onto somebody else or mocking their taste, it, I think that's when it starts getting muggly. But I would say there is there is a counter to this. Just to play devil's advocate. Some music I feel is muggly because it's just played loads in things and therefore it just becomes a hit song that people listen to. Yeah. So then the sort of masses of muggles gravitate towards the song. Like, have you ever been in a nightclub? Like I like my DJs. I'm quite, you lot in the group know when we went out into Ibiza, I sort of know which DJs are which. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, fuck's sake. Uh, hold on, hold on. Somebody once told, told me, me the world was going to roll. <laughs> Just seen if I could trigger you off. <laughs> I like that song. <laughs> yeah. Is that your generation? Uh, no, nah, maybe it's not. Maybe nah, more Daniels. Yeah, probably more. Uh, it's so, everyone's generation that song. So uh, I, yeah, I, I do know what you're saying, right? Because some music is muggly in the fact oh, that they force fed it, right? I, like the, the charts sometimes force feed us, like the the, the Biebers and the X Factor music and the the stuff that's just like junk food music. We're no real like it's it's just not right. But what what I'm saying is, is like so say out somewhere if I was to with be with people who knew quite a bit about house music or something and so I was to go oh Kerry Chandler's on tonight now he's quite a sort of underground house guy uh, but Kerry Chandler's he? yeah yeah more you know so but then say we went to a nightclub and they were just playing there was a DJ there and he's just playing top 40 stuff it's not really in my that's like not DJing you're the person who's just pressing play yeah. so you see when people are like oh DJ's just press play 
I've I've always thought that like I think I've had a rant about that in the past where I was in DC ten and the guy put his hands up in the air and everyone went fucking nuts and I was like if a guitarist put his hands up in the air and the guitar kept on singing you'd be like you're a fraud. No, but try but the, try with DJing. It's all about like there's more to it. Yeah, there's I'm, a lot to it. I'm being a muggle in my ignorance. It's, yeah, but I can completely understand why because if you just go to a generic nightclub and they're just like hey here's some Sean Paul and everyone starts going nuts, it. That DJ has just pressed play. He's just faded the song into the other song. Yeah. He's not mixing the songs. Come in, somebody had to. You can't just put a Spotify playlist on, can you? Because it'll be like a second or two delay in between each one. Oh, they got crossfade on it. <laughs> AI's taking over. Be worried. It's fucking brilliant. I've just read Homo Deus. It's fucking remarkable. Like, I'm really enjoying that AI's taking over. They're going to get shit done way better. Less mistakes, less deaths. We're going to be obsolete. It's going to be like our age for a bit when we're just living in our virtual world. We just slagged off Bitcoin, which is AI money. Uh, yeah, but it's fucking... I suppose so. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to quite enjoy when, like, uh, this, this is going to be a, a spell where where humans are just freed up and some people are going to, like... It's going to su- suffer when... Some ain't making the cut. When you realise, like, I, I'm obsolete and you feel like you haven't got a place in the world and shit like that. But, man, if, if, if you could live in a world where... The, every all AI stayed all the work right you can just fucking play on Playstation read books fucking sunbathe fucking do what you want <laughs> like, why can't people accept that fucking rich time is the new money but that's time what, is the new rich but that's, if you could have if you could have all your time off but just enough money to live that would be better than being a millionaire that works 80 hours a week yeah I suppose so if you if you just got your fucking rations and your time off and your fucking I'd be balling do you reckon that's, that, that's like do you reckon they'll ever create like an AI thing that can just do because we always feel safe in stand up like oh we always need humans to do this but what if they just make a robot one day that just knows works out the formula takes in every bit of stand up there's ever been on the internet mm. works out what formula it's, works best this this and it's this it's already happened with uh, with music they've done, a, they've done it with classical music and they they got like real fucking um, they, they got a orchestra to play the one that the computer had composed and the one that like a great composer had composed and they put the two together and they like couldn't tell which was but the, the human mind and which was the artificial Aww. mind in fact more people thought the artificial one was the human when they when they submitted I guess see this stuff scares me and it, what scares me is I don't know if I should be scared or shouldn't be scared because I, I don't know enough about it because whenever I think about robots I think about Terminator and Terminator like that don't look like a fun life or be the Terminator no I'd love to be the Terminator you mad it, but I, I wouldn't want to be uh, I wouldn't want to be the people who get terminated <laughs> where's this going you know what I mean like, it was all fun and games with Windows Vista in it but if you're just there and like Arnold Schwarzenegger guys Arnold Schwarzenegger is chasing you down and killing you that's, that's, that's Terminator it, so, it, it, that's so what term- you're saying is mocking other people's music uh, taste goes, does go in Muggle Corner yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't even smoke weed anymore, and I still went up in these conversations. <laughs> no, man, you took it there. <laughs> right, so we're going to put that muggle corner, you fucking. <laughs> <laughs> you knew what you were getting into when you invited me on this podcast. Uh, you were getting a nice. I, th- I, th- I nice... thought that was going to be an intelligent uh, conversation about AI taking over, you, but you, you just knew went. what you were getting, and you were getting your plates washed. The... Couple of other things because I do all your chores for you, don't I? Hey, thanks, mate. Wait, wait, I'm looking at the time as well. We're, right. t- we're taking our work. What are you going to put in? Um, okay, this one because it happened to me today on my way here. People who say it's not my fault when they work for the company that is fucking your day up. Uh, that, that, that's like a double edged sword because like, I, I sympathize for I the don't. people that are on minimum wage. I couldn't give a fuck. No, no, no. But no, I no. also think they should. 
take ownership? Yeah, I was I was at the station trying to update my Oyster card. The machine wasn't accepting the money or anything. It was it, the machine was fucked. Yeah. So my train was coming in two minutes, and I said to the guy, I was like, "Hey, mate, could you just let us through? And I'll pay my fare at the other end. I need to get that train." And he went, "Nah, you've uh, got to walk round to the shop, top up your Oyster card." Uh, I was doing the thing, going, "Well, this is a train station. Surely I am able to top it up here, like." can you not go to the desk? And he went, we don't do oyster top up at the desk. So now I'll just push through the barriers. I was like, oh, you're on minimum wage, you don't give a fuck. He you're doesn't gonna, care. You're not going to put your life on the yeah. line to stop so, me. So he's, he's, uh, oh, if you're going to kill him. <laughs> he's oh, going to fucking, he's going to, so he's like, if he can't be bothered with the, oh, I don't know, this isn't my fault, then the minute you walk through, he's not going to go all of a sudden, I'm a company man and I'm going to save the four pound from the, <laughs> citizens arrest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, you've already laid your cards out about how you feel about this situation. Yeah. I'm on my way like you're grinding out the hours but what, what's um, what's sad about this right is you know when somebody's um, somebody's bad at their job in the work in a shit job so you're like uh, it, it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy if you're going to be bad at that job because you don't want it and you don't care for it you're going to be in it for a long long time because you're yeah. not going to climb out of it yeah. what you should always do and this, is, this goes out to any young listeners if there's anyone like 17 and you're working at a bar or you're working like a, I don't know even as a cleaner just trying to make ends meet for your university for your drinking money for uni right just fucking take ownership of your job when you clock in you're on there like do the best as you can and then they're going to give they're going to give you more opportunities within them or you're going to end up being too good for that job and you'll outgrow it and you'll get a better one and that's how the claim that's how the claim works if you if you if you're if you're sh- shit at your job because you don't want to be there you're fucking stuck there yeah th- by being crap at your job is signing your life over to that job until you get fired and, and then you're gonna if, you, get if you're one. gonna be i don't mind this person having a shit job what i'm saying is just let me through the barriers but just be just be just it. it's like it's like ticket inspectors as well a ticket inspector is on the train oh, i once got arrested on the train because of his ticket inspector but um he called me a fucking cunt because I walked on the first class and then walked down to standard. Class. I don't see the problem. I well see what you so, see. I I did. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I got arrested at Reading Station for sort of getting off the train and arguing with him. But I remember that day I was just so I was like fucked. Those people who work ticket inspect like traffic wardens and things like that. It wouldn't harm you to just be bad at your job. If you don't like that job, just be a little bit bad at it. Let, let the people you hate your boss fuck them over of the money right see so you're, 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 you're switching it now you, you're you very self-serving with this like when, <laughs> like you want them to be shit at that job when it, when it helps you yeah but you want them to be good at that job when it helps you yeah <laughs> what's wrong with that I don't like I don't like the cut of your gym <laughs> <laughs> neither, neither did the police at Reading Station um, no I think uh, most people should like if, you, if you're in a job you should uh, you, you should try and uh, at least make no, the effort but I mean, the, 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 the company are giving you money you give them pattern off of it's not my fault uh, so for example the other night a train was late 40 minutes from Bath I got in way later that meant it was much more difficult for me to get home and when I just sort of said to the ticket inspector oh, he went well, it's not my fault it was like that's an immediate yeah I know you're not the manager of the train company that's yeah. why you're walking yeah, up and get down Richard Br- <laughs> get Richard Branson on the phone yeah. that's why you're walking up and down checking my tickets because if a train manager did that hell he is so dedicated to that <laughs> train company yeah. to make sure no one's bumping fares fair play to him but, or her but it, it's just an immediate pattern off on the customer it's an immediate like I don't have to deal with this 
and uh, you, I'm getting out of it. Do you know I had a really like it was really refreshing the other day. I got, I was on the phone and I was I was changing over a crew to go to Liverpool and um the train was due at uh, say fucking half past and then it got delayed to uh, six uh, forty, right? And then there was a six forty two train going to Manchester. But it ended up that one came first before mine, so I knew the next train was my train to Liverpool, but the next train that arrived was a train to Manchester. But I just assumed that my yeah. train was first, so I just got on that train, right? And then as it pulls away, this is the train to Manchester, Piccadilly calling it wherever. And I was like, oh, fuck. So I just sat there and say, what else can you do? I'm going to get to Manchester, and then I've got nowhere to kill, so I'll get to Liverpool. And then, um, then the conductor came and started getting the tickets. I explained to him what happened. And he just went, oh, um, we'll just we'll get your ticket. Well, I'll write your ticket out now. We'll print it out on this particular paper, and I'll sign it and put the code on. And he, and he got us a free ticket from Manchester to Liverpool, and it made me snap and think, oh, you can do that. You can be decent. Yeah. He didn't have to slap me with a fine. He listened to my situation, understood my situation, dealt with my situation with like initiative but that's and what, charm. That, and that's his job. That's what he should be doing because you you they've delayed the train. In my opinion, Ned, they've delayed the train. But his they've train was on up. time? Yeah, but the other they, train was The other train, they've messed up by delaying the train, so you've made the mistake. Yeah. If their train had been on time, you wouldn't have made the mistake. But isn't it weird how, like, it's the shock that he'd done the nice yeah. thing? Yeah. It, it shouldn't be a shock. But that's also, I find that's a very, and somewhere, I've always found that's a northern thing where people were more likely to help you out. Yeah. But even, like, even though it was northern, I, like, I'm, I mean, I'm northern, I was still shocked by it, but it was, it is, yeah, people are more polite and more understanding. Way because more, probably way more got their own the struggle too, right? But, because the tail wags the dog, um, but uh, the the other people in the carriage because it was pretty busy. I was in the vestibule and it was like it was pretty packed. Like uh, everybody was just just like that was so nice, right? <laughs> everybody yeah. was just so like pleased with that. I was just like that dude ain't gonna be a fucking train. He's not gonna be on that train for long. He's gonna be destined for a better job. Yeah, because he he dealt with something dynamically. He's got people skills. Yeah, he's got people skills. Like you're gonna claim out. So like when you see somebody, that's not my fault. I don't know. Like, you've got a lot more shifts before people, you get out of this inertia. I'm, I'm not advocating this, but I think, do you know when you see them signs in the train station and it's like, oh, please don't abuse our staff and da 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 da? It's like, hey, well, your staff shouldn't be getting rude. Yeah. Because if I worked in a job like that and I know people are going to be getting on pissed, pissed up and stuff, when people have had alcohol in them, they change. And, uh, if I worked in a job I'd like that, to work and, that one, and, drunk. and people, and you're gonna, you're gonna be like, well, I'm the ticket inspector, so what I say goes. Nah, bro, not not when someone's had a few Jaeger bombs. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, I just want to say as well, no disrespect to, to people's jobs because no, no, my, my, my uncle's I've, a ticket inspector. And I've, I've worked in some shitty jobs, cleaning cleaning aeroplane fucking toilets, and now I work in factories for low 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 money, working long hours and factory like conveyor belts and shit. Like that. And you just say, yeah, I know what it's like to not want to be there. But you fucking you you you've got to be good at what you're doing, otherwise why are you doing it? Get over there. Yeah, but just do it. Just, uh, well, I think we're going around in circles right. as well, and we're yeah. running a short time. So that, that I'm going to put that in the people that uh, say it's not my fault when they're representative of the company. Yeah, yeah, it, it's yeah. It's, just like, it's probably me being a dick more than anything on that. Well, yeah, uh, when I worked at the letter centre, we had this thing where because it was the council, right? Like, uh, not that it ever really happened. If someone come up to me and went, uh, the street lights went off. I, I was a lifeguard, right? And if someone come up and went, the street lights went off on my street. Right, I had to take a, a small bit of ownership of that and find them the right channel of how to get the street light sorted. So instead of me just going. You're talking to me for a mug, I'm a lifeguard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to fix your light. Like, I've got internal channels where I can find out the person that's going to fix the light, give them the number. It's, and it's, it's mainly just being yeah. a nice person. 
and maybe it's they they were training as well. Maybe they're not informed of that shit. Like I I wouldn't have known to do that about the streetlight unless I was spent an hour getting taught of etiquette within the job. So maybe it's the who knows muggles, a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna put one in real quick. Let's try and cover this. Uh, muggles talk to you when you have headphones on. I'm not sure if I've put this in before. I think yeah. me, and, me and Danny have definitely talked about it before. Definitely. Um, I told you on the way here about my incident with the drunk guy. Yeah. You know, I had headphones. He asked in. you for a light. He asked but then, me. because he'd asked a few times, he, when you put your headphones on. I had my Bose headphones. Ah, <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> which you bought because of this podcast. Which I bought because of uh, Muggins and Bad Boy Muay Thai Fighter on the road. That's what the podcast is called. Milk. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, he'd asked a few times and I didn't hear, so then he was sort of in my face. So I went, oh, yeah, sorry, mate, hand him the lighter. And then, uh, what was it he said? He was like, yeah, I was asking there for ages. And I was like, all right, man, I gave you the lighter. And as he walked off, he went, you're a fucking melt, and started yelling at me. I, I yelled a few bing- things back. You, you got mugged I mean? right off there, mate. <sighs> yeah. Got right off. But uh, people, when people... like I had headphones in. Uh, That's the point I'm making there. I, he shouldn't have been in my face interrupting me. I yeah, had my, it's I true. I've had people like ask us for directions when I've got my headphones on when there's other people around, and I'm like, "What made you choose the person with headphones on?" Like, because I, like, I, I consider that as like, like when I go out and I'm going somewhere and I put my headphones on, that is me being alone. I have chose to be alone, yeah. right? And yes, the streets are busy. There's other people around, but as far as I'm going, I, I like, I feel like I'm giving a fucking visual signal that I, I'm. I, I, I'm I, I'm not open for interaction. I'm not an interactive human being right now. Yet people still like come up to you and try and like fucking sell your charity shit on the street. People will come up and try and ask for direction. Maybe I'm just no. Being, I know. I know exactly. Maybe I'm just you being mean. a miserable. Cunt. No, you're not. You're you, you're allowed. When I put my music on or a podcast or whatever it is I want to listen to, I'm doing that because the. Uh, traveling is fucking boring. Yeah. And I found a way to alleviate a load of that boredom, and in alleviating that boredom. One of them doesn't involve a conversation. Uh-huh. It's I've chose to do this, and you come up and interrupted it. it you, you, you're coming. It's like interrupting a conversation. If you saw two people on the street having a chat, you wouldn't just run up and suddenly just. Yeah, hey, so yeah, and half the half the time, I'm listening to a podcast or a book or something like that. It's not just like I've got fucking music on, just like fucking vibes. Going. I'm like I'm actually engrossed in something, and then and then all of a sudden I'm with someone else. But uh, I know one thing right now is Daniel is fucking so annoyed because I've done this to him tons on tour. Oh no, it's absolutely <laughs> fine if you do it to Daniel Sloss. <laughs> yeah, this is me. absolutely so, fine. So yeah, can we put that in? You're a muggle if you, yeah, absolutely. If you, if you don't respect somebody's privacy when they're listening to something, and uh, unless it's Daniel Sloss. Uh, yeah, you go in the corner. What for I hope seconds. happens now is someone who listens to the podcast is sat across from you on a train one day, and you drop your wallet while you've got your headphones in, and you get up to leave, and they just go, "Can't interrupt him." Nah, because <laughs> <laughs> busy. All right, let's wrap this shit up by sticking some shit to our dads. Um, little plugs. Uh, we're both going to be up in Scotland, so you can choose between me or you. <laughs> the me listeners. and Gareth. You and you and Gareth J Tip War uh, are going to be at the Edinburgh stand. Yep. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Coming up. This week. I am going to be in Stirling. <laughs> Stirling and then Glasgow. Stirling on the fr- Friday, Glasgow on the Saturday, Kilted Kangaroo, I think it's called. Um, so I'm going to be up in Scotland as well. We're both going to stay in Daniel's house and trash his house while he's in LA. Damn right. And, uh, and yeah, I'm sure I'll speak and, to you uh, again. And I've got uh, next week, if you're in London, I'm doing a, every month I do a preview at Top Secret, which is what the comedy club's called, um, where it's just some new stuff, some old stuff. Check my Facebook and Twitter for it. Yeah. And uh, every month we're running Punch Drunk Comedy gigs in Blythe, Ash 
Washington and often Cramlington, but not in February. But we're going to be on on the sixth and seventh. I think the sixth in Blythe is almost sold out, so you may they may all be gone by the time we get this. But there's still a handful of tickets left for the seventh in Ashington. We've got Tom Stade, Carl Hutchinson, Matty Reid. Wicked lineup. Uh, moi, it's a great lineup. And right? also, Kai Humphreys needs a new maid to come round, and we'll be holding job interviews soon. Yeah, because yeah. But, um, I'm going to be away. But uh, don't tell me it's not your problem if I, t- <laughs> if I tell you I'm still finding pine needles off the Christmas tree in December. <laughs> so, uh, oh, and Elliot as well, I just want to say congratulations on the roast battle. The, oh, it was on you. TV. It was fucking amazing. You battled your dad. Yeah, that's on Comedy Central if people want to catch up. Thank you so much. Oh, it was you're really good. sweetie, aren't you? It was nice, that. It was really good. But uh, well, we're talking about your dad. Oh, no. Your, your dad eats biscuits and critiques them on his YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Collins. Uh, <laughs> One of our friends does that. Just for He's been on this podcast, Snunky. Has he? Yeah, uh, did you have a biscuit just, episode. <laughs> I was just eating biscuits, chatting about them. Your dad did an open-top bus parade after he won a game of Fortnite. <laughs> oh my god, you did that. Your dad put an adhesive strip on his nose to play a five-a-side because he worships Robbie Fowler. Do you know Robbie Fowler? Little this is before bit, your generation. Yeah. He had the thing that opens his nostrils. Uh, your dad microdoses acid but hasn't got a dealer so substitutes it for Lucozade. <laughs> he has when he's sick. Uh, your dad got his nipple removed off the NHS because he didn't need them. Uh, your dad keeps writing to the NFL trying to get his Zumba class to be the Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> your dad slides down the stairs in his sleeping bag while your mum's at work. <laughs> Your dad has a court order that he's not allowed to use glue unsupervised. <laughs> your, dad, your dad got a PS4 for Christmas and spent all of Christmas Day playing with a box. <laughs> the only picture your dad has in his wallet is of the Geordie punching a horse. <laughs> he's proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad wears his wrist. <laughs> Your dad wears his wristwatch around his skinny neck. <laughs> it always turns up for stuff six hours late because the time's different in the mirror. <laughs> Wasn't I? Oh my god! That's my favourite dad. <laughs> Uh, your dad doesn't get why they're called cheese strings. <laughs> he just eats them all. Doesn't tear the strips doesn't off. Know. He's a savage. <laughs> doesn't even take the plastic off. <laughs> your, your dad, your dad waxed his car with wheat strips. <laughs> your dad tried to pop a wheelie on a unicycle. <laughs> Your dad, t- your dad put two weeks holiday in at work when he found out Friends was on Netflix. <laughs> he had a he had a blunt write about how offensive it was. Oh my god, snowflake! <laughs> your dad tried to get sponsored for a walk to the shop. <laughs> your dad, your dad pokes his elbows through the sleeves on his t-shirt once he's parked in the disabled bay at Asda. <laughs> It does his entire grocery shop as a double amputee. (laughs) (laughs) You 
we've got some great ones today, man. Uh, your dad checked himself into rehab for secondhand smoke addiction. <laughs> That's a... <laughs> Your, your dad nips his foreskin tight when he goes for a piss and he only lets go when it starts to hurt. <laughs> your dad rollerbladed down the aisle on his wedding day. <laughs> <laughs> he's had a colourful life. <laughs> oh, Kev, what are you like? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for listening to our podcast. Please tell your friends, share it on Facebook, rate it on iTunes, and Tweet come bugs. back next week. <laughs> we love you lots. You hang up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>